It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to an episode that marks a very exciting day here at e-commerce master plan HQ. Today, my latest book is published. I've written it to help you solve your marketing problems. And based on the feedback I've had from the retailers and marketers who've read it ahead of publication for me, it's doing just that. It's called E-commerce Marketing, How to Get Traffic That Buys to Your Website. And today it's published as ebook and paperback on Amazon all over the world. What about the audiobook? I hear you cry. Well, don't worry, that will be coming soon, hopefully December. We've just got to get the, uh, the recording and the editing of all that scheduled in. Now, to launch the book in style, I'm selling the Kindle ebook for just $1.99 all this week and all next week. That's £1.99, $1.99 and €1.99 or whatever it is on your Amazon of choice. So grab that bargain now. Yep, you have my permission to hit the pause button. Go to Amazon, search for e-commerce marketing. It's got a lovely white cover with blue and pink text on it and buy the Kindle version. Go on, do it now. I'll wait. Awesome. Thank you for doing that. That is greatly appreciated. And welcome back to Hear the Show. Now, let's address the elephant in the room. Some of you are thinking, but Chloe, don't you already have a book called e-commerce marketing? Doesn't it have a green cover? Well, yes, I did. And I kind of do. Um, The book we're launching today, though, is a total rewrite of that book. Like the first edition, it has chapters on how to tackle the crucial marketing methods you need to know about, like SEO and email. But all of those have been completely updated for 2019 and beyond. There are also new chapters on areas we didn't do when I wrote the first version, like social media advertising, Facebook ads, I mean, um, and, and push notifications. And I've also split search engine advertising into separate chapters, one on keyword ads and one on product ads. And as if all that wasn't enough, uh, this new edition of e-commerce marketing has extra sections too. One that focuses on my marketing maxims, so the techniques and skills that will help you improve all your marketing, all your marketing effort. And another section that relates all those marketing methods back to my customer master plan model. This is the really important bit. This is the bit which helps you work out what marketing you should actually be working on, where you should be spending your time, where you should be spending your money. Now, all in all, this new version, this new edition of the book, has almost twice as many pages as the first edition. So even if you've got the old one, the green one, I still highly recommend you go out and you grab um, the new one, e-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website with the white cover and the blue and pink text. Get that now because there is so much in there that's going to help you this Christmas in 2020 and far beyond it. As I said, it's selling via Amazon all over the world in Kindle and paperback formats right now. And all this week and next, it is just $1.99. If you're not ready to buy yet, then you can find out all about the book and get a sample at ecommercemarketingbook.com. And coming up in the rest of this episode, we're going to be celebrating the launch of the new book uh, with some of my marketing expert friends sharing their top marketing tips. Now, before we hear those, let's have a word from our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it free for 30 days and get a free £10 scale when you visit pb.com forward slash masterplan. That's pb.com slash masterplan. Our first expert is Veta from Omnisend. She's talking about the mindset shift you need to make to take your marketing to the next level. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, basically my top marketing tip that we have uh, is really focusing on the customer first and only then uh, to the channels that uh, you use to reach your customers. So as omnichannel marketing automation platform uh, that are focused, uh, that we are focused on e-commerce, we see a lot of marketers uh, who still put too much emphasis on the channels they use and they don't pay enough attention to the customer journey, which really helps to identify what are the needs and the intent of, your, of their customers, uh, how they can be relevant at this very certain uh, point of their customer journey. So it's definitely very crucial to follow customer journey steps and make a unified message along because uh, otherwise you can really start just bombarding your customers with plenty of different messages on various channels at the same time, which will not be connected at any point. And uh, I know that uh, this probably might sound a bit like complex or vague, but uh, actually it's very practical and very easy. And here we can just take probably one example. You have an intercessive customer at the shopper stage who adds uh, some items in their, um, in their cart, but leave without finishing the purchase. So then uh, what we do, uh, we send an SMS notification that uh, says that something was left uh, behind in their cart. If if no action is taken, then we, after some time, the same customer gets an email reminder with a discount code. And perhaps later in the day, the same customer is scrolling, let's say, Facebook, and they see a retargeting ad on the same product they left behind. If at any point they come back to complete the purchase, this uh, all sequence of uh, different messages in different channels uh, is being stopped and maybe some other uh, sequences or some other workflows are being triggered. But what that really means is that firstly, we are focusing to the customer and to, to the stage where the, our customer is, thinking how we can uh, convince to take some actions or to help them to take some actions. And only then we choose channels that are relevant at that point and that makes most of the sense. Yeah, that would be the main uh, tip that we have right now for uh, e-commerce marketers. Vesa, I love the fact you've given us that tip because for me, that's kind of one of the central messages I'm trying to get across to retailers in the book is that don't think I must do more email. Think this is the customer's problem or this is the pro what we're trying to get the customer to do. How can we best do that? And do you find that by deploying multiple channels on a problem, it improves the results? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So it's not only that you are being more relevant to the customer, uh, but you can also get better results. So by results, I mean, you can get better engagement and purchase rate. And our uh, most recent uh, research that we did shows that uh, you can increase the engagement and purchase rate by 250% employing more than uh, two or three channels in your, in your communication. That's really something that marketers should uh, put attention to and really start uh, acting on that. That's mad. 250% above just using one channel if you use multiple channels. Exactly. We all need some of this in our marketing. In the example there, um, you mentioned 
using SMS and email and Facebook ads. Are those the three most obvious channels to use or are they kind of two which you'd be crazy not to, not to start with? In fact, it depends on every situation, I would say. So it depends on the, again, on the stage of your customer, where uh, the customer is and uh, how urgent maybe is the information that you need. And this helps to really identify which uh, channels to use. But I would say, yes, so email for sure, because this is usually our most common channel that we use. That's for sure something uh, that needs to be taken into your marketing strategy. SMS is starting booming as well and getting more and more better results. Uh, for us, push notifications uh, can be also employed, but those we need to um, understand that they are very urgent and very on the spot because you can uh, send those while your customer, for example, is still in your shop or browsing in other shops uh, in the browser. And then uh, Facebook Messenger or Viber or WhatsApp uh, are also starting to really uh, get uh, good traction as well, depending on the situation. So really, I would say would really agree with you, Chloe, that firstly, we need to think where is our customer, what kind of information or help uh, they need from our end, uh, and then uh, choose the, the channels accordingly. I love that I, I asked you the question, which channel should we use? And you immediately turned it back on the advice and said, it depends, because of course it does depend, doesn't it? It depends on what the, give me a dose of my own medicine there, and I love it. Uh, it depends on what the customer is doing and what we're trying to get the customer to do. And that will make, so frequently makes the choice of channel so obvious. Vesa, thank you so much. That's such a powerful tip, such a useful tip, and one which I think will be relevant to absolutely everyone listening. So um, if they love what you've just been saying and they want to find out more about how Omnisend can help them to achieve all that because you can manage all of that from one place. Do you want to tell them a bit more about Omnisend and how they can get in contact with you guys? Exactly, exactly, for sure. Uh, so, so yeah, so Omnisend, as I already mentioned, so we are omnichannel marketing automation platform specifically focused to e-commerce and uh, what we can really are good at that we really combine all those channels under one roof and we allow to all the marketers to really uh, use them under one workflow, which uh, really helps to be focused on the customer first and not on the channels. So this is a really good practice that we are trying to preach and to educate uh all the marketers in the e-commerce area. Uh, so, and yeah, everyone who would like to learn more about this omnichannel approach and how you can leverage that more, so you can just go ahead at omnisend.com and you'll find there a very uh, helpful uh, guide for omnichannel marketing. So you'll just see a pop-up there and you'll be able to uh, download that and read and learn more. Thinking problem first, then finding the right marketing to solve the problem is how you need to be thinking if you're going to take your marketing up a level in the coming months and into 2020. Do it now and you still have a chance to beat the competition by getting there first. Let's hear the second of our three marketing tips. We're shifting to a much more practical tip focused on Google ads. This tip is from the marvellous Becky Hopkin from Digital Gearbox. Once upon a time, Becky worked for me at my marketing agency, so I know just how good at Google ads she is, and she's sharing some gold for you today. My tip is to segment your Google shopping for success. So too many times I go into a Google Ads account and find a single Google shopping campaign with a single ad group containing all the products that a shop sells. That might be five products, that might be 500 products, that might be 5,000. I've seen all those scenarios. Now let's be honest, setting up Google shopping ads in the first place can be a bit of a faff. Firstly, you've got to figure out how you're going to extract or build your feed in the first place. Then you've got to optimize all that data in the feed for Google shopping. That's a step that people don't often do 
do either so that's an extra bonus tip um, and then you've got to link the feed up into the merchant center and then link your merchant center up to the google ads and then actually set up the google shopping campaign it's no wonder really that once people got to that stage of getting their products successfully showing on the platform that they then stop there and after all, they might be starting to successfully get sales in, hopefully. And that's because Google Ads in general are great for getting your products out there directly in front of the people looking to buy them. And if they're turning over a profit overall, then happy days. But by having all your products in one ad group, you're massively limiting your optimization opportunities and your ROI could be so much better. Freeing up your precious marketing budget to spend on other marketing channels like search or display or other non-Google ones as well. <laughs> so firstly, by having no segmentation in place, you are applying the same bid across all your products. Now, most businesses have a variety of profit margins in place across their product line. So you want to be able to put more effort and budget behind the items with the higher profit levels and less on those lower margin, low value items. And you can segment your campaigns by using the information that already exists in that product feed. So you've already done the hard work by making that good product feed. Now you just get to choose how you want to subdivide them. Um, you can do that in a number of ways that make sense to you. Um, you can do it by product ID, you can do it by brand, you can do it by product categories. However, you can also use custom fields to input additional data into your feed that you might want to segment by. For example, sale products, high margin products, bestsellers, you can even do seasonal things. And you can have up to five custom fields that you can input data to. Yeah, we say, see so many people fail to utilize any of these custom fields. Now I'd say before deciding how to segment, if you've been running Google Shopping for a while, you can take a look at the shopping predefined reports. These were previously known as dimensions reports in your Google Ads interface. And there you can see some performance variances between the standard groupings. They will likely show you some obvious optimization opportunities that you can apply with those segmented campaigns. For example, bidding down on that brand that isn't bringing you any profitable sales and instead focusing on maximizing your search impression share on the ones that are. The other benefit of putting such segmentation in place is that you get additional benchmark data you can use to optimize with. So you get your benchmark max cost per click and your benchmark, uh, sorry, click through rate for your entire product line. So not just for everything altogether, you can get it by those specific groupings. There's also a really cool um, new metric that's just come out in beta. Uh, sorry, benchmark product price difference. Always say that wrong. Um, and this gives you the percentage difference between your product's average product price and the associated benchmark product price. So you get to see if your products are more expensive than the competitors or cheaper. So you can actually use this to make decisions on how you price your products as well, which is really useful. And really, the result of doing such segmentation and optimization overall can be massive. So we applied, um, we went into an account recently that had no segmentation in place, took it over. And within three months, we were able to reduce the cost per conversion by 52%. So you can just see there the, the difference it can make to your bottom line. So yeah, just to conclude, make sure you are capturing uh, maximal returns for your Google Shopping campaigns and take control of your traffic through having multiple segmented campaigns with separate bids and budgets. Awesome tips there. Thank you, Becky. And definitely more than one tip in there. But um, I know, I snuck a few extras in there. That's okay. I, I love it. And I, I agree. There is nothing... I've, one of the things I find really frustrating is is working with someone, opening up their Google Ads and finding one campaign, one ad group in the products. It's like... Oh, so much opportunity, but so much wasted money as well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Crazy. Well, look, I imagine everyone who's listening is now going, 
wow, I need to A, re-listen to that and B, I need to go and improve my Google Shopping. Because even those of you who are doing it great, I bet you didn't know about the Benchmark Product Price Difference Report. Um, trying to get all the words in the right order there. Zippy titles, not Google's strong point for metrics, it has to be said. Um, so before they do that, though, uh, Becky, where can they find out more about you and Digital Gearbox? Um, best place would be to go to our website. So that's digitalgearbox.co.uk. Um, you can also find us across the social channels. LinkedIn's probably the best one. And if you go onto our website, um, we can help you. If you've got a Google Ads account already, we do offer free audits. So if you've got a Google Shopping campaign and you're not getting the returns you like, you can request a free audit on our website and we will dive into your account and have a look for those opportunities for you. And we can give you a nice little report at the end of it, um, telling you how to make it more effective or efficient or both. <laughs> nice. I suspect you may have a fair few of those coming in very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Becky. Been an absolute pleasure catching up with you as always. Thanks, Chloe. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler. With Sempro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just click, send and save for as low as $4.99 a month. Send envelopes, flats and packages right from your desk. And for being an e-commerce master plan listener, you'll receive a free 30-day trial to get started and a free £10 scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SEMPRO Online. Starting at $4.99 per month, you can also qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping, calculate exact postage online and do it all by printing from your PC. Go to pb.com forward slash masterplan to access this special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free £10 scale to get you started. That's pb.com slash masterplan. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. I said I think you'll want to listen to Becky's top tip again to get all the goodness. Well, I think the same can be said for our third and final tip from Comel of Pure360. Here we go. Personalization is absolutely key for e-commerce brands um, and you may ask why. Consumers are starting to expect it. We recently um, did a survey with YouGov and asked over 2,000 consumers um, what would make them um, engage with marketing communications more? So the first question we asked was if communications were addressed by your first name, would you be more likely to engage with those? And only 8% of consumers actually said that that was a, an important part of um, their marketing um, that they were getting from, from brands. We then asked, um, would you engage with marketing communications that included a personalized offer that was interesting to you. Actually, this is where the stats were really different. Over 45% said that they would engage with communications from e-commerce brands if the offer was personalized to them. A really good reason why to personalize. Also, 93% of companies see an uplift in conversion rates using personalization. This was a piece um, from eConsultancy recently. So it's not just a marketing priority, it's a business priority. It helps reduce customer acquisition costs, increase conversion rates, increase average order values, um, 
increase customer lifetime value, and it also helps improve marketing ROI. So personalization is an investment in creating much better customer experiences and more revenue is also a byproduct of that. But also we look to the market and we look at how many brands are actually doing this well. Um, And many aren't actually. So we've also surveyed um, our marketers to ask them why it's still missing. And there are lots of reasons why um, marketers are still finding it difficult to personalize. Lack of time, lack of budget, lack of objectives, lack of internal um, data skills, um, data quality is also not great, um, and also the capability of some of their technology that they're using. Those are the reasons why marketers aren't, but there are lots of different types of personalization tactics that that brands can can use. So the first is behavioral targeting. So looking at um, abandoned browse, abandoned basket. Abandoned basket is a great way to bring back revenue back to your business. Um, And there are lots of great ways that you can do this as well. Um, 70% of baskets are actually abandoned um, in e-commerce. In fact, that goes up significantly over the Christmas period. Um, So this is a great opportunity for marketing to bring back some of that lost revenue. So if someone leaves your site, it's likely that they're actually shopping around on your competitor's site. So um, they're still active in their search, but they're just not coming back to you. So by sending them a personalized abandoned basket campaign or email, this is a really great proactive way to gain back some of that revenue. Another way of looking at personalization is to look at personalized promotions and dynamic content. So you are able to set up uh, creative or set up imagery within your website that targets different personas or different segments um, with the same product but in a different way that compels and is relevant to them. Um, So, for example, um, a holiday to Disney, to Florida, will show um, different creatives to different people. So it might show a Disney creative to a young family. It might show uh, bush gardens and roller coasters to a family with teenagers. Or it might show an image of um, uh, a beach with a couple on a beach for a um, a young couple or just a couple. Um, Another way you can use personalization is weather-based. So weather actually affects the way consumers shop. They may postpone or bring forward something that they had planned. Um, They um, may buy or may not buy a product due to an immediate need, or they may substitute a product um, or a service for something else. So being able to target your website and also your emails um, according to weather is um, will bring some really great results. So examples um, for um, a travel um, e-commerce brand might be um, making suggestions of what to pack based on um, forthcoming weather forecast. Costs. Or it could be if you're a store pushing your umbrellas over your um, over your sun lotion. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you can use weather um, to drive personalization. Another way to use personalization is um, around scarcity and urgency. So it allows you to play off dynamic content by showing browsers 
the real-time behavior of other browsers. So um, you've probably seen it often on some of the bigger websites where you're shown how many people are looking at this, um, this product or they've purchased this product in the last 24 hours. And it just helps drive that urgency. Another way is post-purchase. So once, you've, once your audience has made a purchase, then how about bringing them back or looking at how you can increase that customer loyalty over time? So you could be sending content. So if someone has purchased something uh, with a large ticket value, you could be sending content that's related to that. And another way is to look at things like um, replenishment campaigns or um, campaigns around the product lifecycle. Um, so something, you know, that you're selling shampoo, for example, and the lifetime of that shampoo is a month. So having something that's useful to the consumer that then reminds the consumer, we think you're probably going to run out of this product. Would you like to buy again? So those are really good examples of ways in which you can actually drive consumer engagement, um, drive the usefulness of your brand, but also increase revenues um, for your brand as well. Carmel, thank you so much. That was like how anyone listening possibly has any excuse at all not to do some personalization now is quite frankly beyond me because you've just given us like enough ideas to keep us going for a year, I reckon. Uh, so thank you for those. That's brilliant. Thank you, Chloe. Uh, right. So before you go, you really do have to let our listeners know where people can find out more about you and Pure360. So you just want to give them the uh, give them the details, please. Yeah, of course. So um, Pure360, we're an all-in-one um, AI marketing platform. Um, we work together with our customers to um, get the best results um, that they can. We actually own the result together, um, which is really important to us. Um, so today, what I'd like to do is give away um, a personalization audit. Um, you can find that personalization audit on pure360.com forward slash personalization with an S hyphen audit. Love it. Thank you very much. That's very generous. We, I'm sure the listeners are going to appreciate it. Thanks so much for sharing your tip, Carmel. Much appreciated. Thank you, Chloe. Right. So that's been our marketing tips episode to celebrate the launch of my e-commerce marketing book. And of course, if you'd like more e-commerce marketing tips, tips on AdWords, tips on email marketing, tips on SEO and all those other ways you can get traffic to your site, then you need to get a copy of it. It is called e-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website. It's out now on Kindle ebook and paperback via your local Amazon store. And it's just $1.99 on Kindle this week and next week. If you're not yet ready to grab a copy though, but you are intrigued, I don't know why you wouldn't be ready at $1.99 to grab it. But anyway, if you're not quite yet ready, then head over to ecommercemarketingbook.com. To the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week. Keep up with my e-commerce masterplan.com slash podcast.